Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today's episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. You need energy efficiency when doing a lot of things in this world. For me, when I'm hosting a podcast. But you also need energy efficiency if you want the most out of your windows and doors. You know, I'm looking at Pella's website right now. How about this? Not one, not two, not three, not four, but five different types of windows or doors by Pella won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big time. That is big time. For more information on how Pella can make your home more comfortable and energy efficient, check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Com. And the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by my good pals at Runza. You know, you got the reliable, amazing things on the menu like, you know, cheese Runza, cheeseburger, double cheeseburger. For me, even something like the Southwest chicken salad. But if you're looking to switch things up, I got three words for you. French onion burger. Oh, yeah. You got Swiss cheese, which is the perfect complement to the homemade French onion dip. And to top it all off, you got grilled onions on this delicious burger. Switch things up, get out to Runza, and try the French onion burger today. Runza makes it all better. Okay, so this is basically part two of this wine pod session. Part one was all about reacting to the sudden retirement of Nebraska Athletic Director Bill Moose. And uh, if you missed that, make sure you go check out part one. This is part two, and we're sticking with Nebraska football. We're Husker football heavy and you know basically this pod I have a a running note section in my phone where I just have thoughts and and takes and opinions and and different things with Nebraska football and I decided to kind of unload a whole bunch of Nebraska football thoughts right at Bo right at Bo Rude former Husker linebacker uh and and get his reaction and insight on kind of what's on my mind as it pertains to to Husker football and Bo had a a couple of really illuminating points that I thought were really interesting, especially with the defense and how experience can translate to forcing more turnovers. It was a really interesting point. This was great. This was great. Uh, me and Bo are already more than a little drunk with the with the wine, uh, so that makes for an even more fun chat. But here we go, man. Part two of our wine pod. Me and Bo Rude talking Husker football. Enjoy. I'm recording right now. Bo Root is here. I would say, I mean, it's a wine pod, but we are like, I mean, we have like smashed this this wine here. We're down to the backwash. We are down to the good stuff. We're feeling fantastic here. Uh, so I, I, I don't even know what, I usually try to think of like fun names for things for like different pods. This one is, I just wrote down a handful of thoughts, takes, topics, I'm just gonna pepper it at you, and now, you gotta react. Now, Nick, I gotta stop you there because I had we had a. <laughs> I can't tell you how many people texted me and said Nick Ba in the '90s. What's wrong with me, Nick? That was one of the more eye-opening moments. Like I needed to take a long walk on the beach and like contemplate who I was after. Is that. it that you think you're missing the '90s? I don't because know. the '90s were great. The '90s I'll were great. For, for people that don't know, so we did the list pod where I just gave top five and top ten lists of various things, and I truthfully had no idea going into this as it, as I was going to do it that it it turned out to every list was 
I miss the the nineties. Something turned out to be whatever the topic was. Nick chose all the answers from the nineties, and by the end of it, we were just dying, just going like, "You have to go listen to it. It's a two. It's a one. It's a two parter. Yeah. You got to go listen to it. It was fantastic, but." I don't think this is going to be that. Okay, Don't hold back. If you're feeling 90s, you just bring the 90s. Well, I got... Uh, I mean, you would have loved... I even got a... You remember Andy Wright, Irving Middle School. We, I a, do. Andy I freaking do. Wright. Shouts out to Andy Wright. Well. Sent me a long email to nick at nickbaugh.com telling me how much he enjoyed the show, all that stuff. Like... That's why we're doing this. But he's a 90s guy. He's he, a 90s guy. He's probably also stuck in the 90s and he misses it. Do <sighs> you want the first topic here? Give it to me. Well, I need help with the last part of this. Okay. I left it open because I didn't know what to do for the last part. So I like to, I don't know where it is with you. You go on walks, especially with your baby now. You, got, you take the stroller out and you walk. There's something about walking or riding your bike where I think I, I think the clearest when I'm out moving like that. Yeah. The hard part about bike riding is I have such a bad memory now. Like if I don't get something out and write it down right away, I will forget it. So it's hard. There's times I'm on my bike path and I'll be like, (laughs) (laughs) okay. This is why we need video. This is why we need video. (laughs) Was that bad? (laughs) Okay, that face you just made is why we need to start doing video. video These things, we gotta go on video. I think. Oh, but there's times I slam on the brakes and get off to the side, and I get out my phone and I have to write down a thought. Yeah. Okay. And some of the thoughts are like, hold on, 1996 was awesome. I love 1998. <laughs> All right, back onto my bike. Oh. But I was I was biking and I thought about some of this popped in my head. The three stats that will define Nebraska's season. You you don't tell me you wouldn't slam on your brakes if you were on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> Great Scott, the three stats. The three th- stats. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> So, uh, so I have two of them that I feel good about. Then the third one I need help on. The three stats that will dis- define this season for Nebraska football. The first one, turnover margin. Okay. Feel good about that, right? Great about Not it. complicated. Of course, not like people aren't right now are like, wow, good thinking. But like, nevertheless, tur- Nebraska's defense got to get better at taking away. Offensively, got to take care of the ball. If everybody remembers the Dirk Chatwin yes. article from two years ago, which I found to be unbelievable with the scatter plot. It's incredible. Of, it's, Nebraska was some sort of bizarre outlier of history that they have Turned a better record and had the like the worst turnover margin of any team in college. It was, it was a great scatter plot. But, yes, turnover margin is a special um, – It's a huge – it's a special stat for Nebraska. That's that should be number one. I'm holding my Athlon College Football Preview magazine that I went to Barnes and Noble with Mava. With Mava loves to go. She calls it the bookstore. We go to the Barnes and Noble like multiple times a week. But I mean, you look at it like a ju- turnover margin is one of their advanced stats. Last year, Nebraska ranked 124th in turnover margin. 
That's basically dead last. They're, they just, it is. We've been bad with it. It's dead last. So turnover margins, the first one, not complicated. The second one I put down was red zone offense. Ooh, I like that you went there for the second because that that Honest, was the tail of last year. Just got in the red zone and went down the crapper. Yeah. They were able to move the ball in between the 20s. When they got into the, when they got into the red zone, they either couldn't put a touchdown up or sometimes before they got Connor Culp, they couldn't even find points, period. Yes. So the ability to convert in the red zone offensively, enormously important. Do you feel comfortable? I think that's very fair. Um, You're not ready to put it in your top no, three, but it's... No, no, you- I would... I would I, I think I feel good about it at two, actually. Okay. I do. So this is where I wrote down, help with the last one. Okay, so my brain immediately goes to uh, special teams field goal. I mean, field position starting. Place. I put down, first thing I put down, average starting field position. Then in parentheses, I put special teams. Nick, do we know each other? We know each other. But we I know each other well. We do. <laughs> but I was trying to think of a way to, because to me, that's the ultimate. Special teams is kind of a weird component to the game where it's hard to statistically quantify it but but average starting field position is probably the best way to quantify it for this team that's important because we saw that um those three stats and this is why i think we're probably right is those three stats defined our last season right Right. maybe i'm living but like the the year before the years before you could have thrown in some defensive stats like uh you know sacks sacks uh you know yards Yards per, per rush. Carry. Yeah, like, those, those things that we, we didn't do as well uh, defensively the two years before, I think we cleaned up some of the defense, and the big things that stood out were, first of all, turnovers. Second yes. of all, red zone red efficiency, zone and then field position from special teams. So I feel good about that, but can I give you two other ones I wrote down? Okay. I put down – the other one I put down was third down. Just third down – efficiency offensively and defensively always a great stat um doesn't feel as important as the other ones though coming i thought nebraska's defense got better last year they did and i think if we're if we're coming if we weren't coming off last year third down always probably trumps starting field it's like third down turnovers is kind of the, the the big stats i always felt like but um with us coming off of last year, I actually think that special teams and the red zone offense Trump. were ex- extraordinarily bad last year that we need to have those improve first. What, I did write down sacks. Are we, are we moving that? That's not honor, that's honorable mention. It's not in the top three. Honorable mention. And then the other one I put down was a thousand yard running back rusher. I don't know that it's crucial. It, does, it like I don't know that because it's it, it going to be a it, it could com- be it could be a committee that does twelve hundred yards, right? It does a committee that does fifteen hundred? Okay, yards. so then maybe just thousand yards. What about a thousand yards from the running backs? I think that's that's a requirement. You got to have that. How can you not have that? I mean, I it's. Because I was trying did to think of a way. Did we not get a total of a, a good thousand question. Last year? We had to have, right? Well, I, no, I don't know that we did because McCaffrey and Martinez gave us a thousand, I would guess. But I don't know that we did because think about Mills. And he then didn't I don't, play. He didn't pretty play much. A lot, and I don't know that anybody else had like a because Ozigbo Ozigbo in twenty eighteen had a thou. Yeah. But okay, let's pull it up here as we do this because I guess my my line of thinking with with 
that was trying to quantify I was trying to quantify a way to gauge the running back productivity yards per rush I don't I you see so you I'll like okay so here we go Dedrick Mills gained I don't I don't think they did they did not Mills had 418 yards on the season Wandale. Wandale had 252. And then, you know, Marvin Scott had 71. Ramir Johnson, 34. They didn't have a collective, combined. It's like 800 yards. So, but you know what's weird is Nebraska's rushing numbers are actually like as a group. McCaffrey and Martinez carried the ball a ton as quarterbacks. Yeah, because, I mean, Martinez, Martinez ran for 600 yards and McCaffrey ran for... 432. So, so your quarterback's your got 1,000. Your quarterbacks took the 1,000. And your running backs need to get 1,000. The reason that's I hesitated it. on having like one 1,000-yard rusher is because, you know, like like we said, I don't know if there's anybody that we feel like is for sure that dude this year. Like, uh, there's but four, yeah, I think there's, there's four or five guys that can play right now, and none of them are clear. No. Like I think Gabe they're Irvin's all, potentially all the, young. It's Irvin. It's that Jacquez Yon. Yeah. It's maybe Morrison. Maybe the Marquis Step. Like it's four or five guys plus Marvin Scott. Like you go. But I think we'd agree. I don't think it makes the top. I think I think we'd agree. The top three are turnover margin, red zone offense, average starting field position. Yeah. But things like a thousand yard rusher or a rushing total from your running backs, like it's got to be there. It's up there, but I, I, I think the ones that we initially said still feel strongest. Okay, so you feel good about that? We're good. All right. Thank God I slammed on the brakes while riding my bike. Oh, my God. Another time that I went... <laughs> now, you got to be careful. you got to check who's behind you because you don't want to slam on the brakes and then... You know, get rear-ended on the... What happened to you, man? I got rear-ended on the bike path. Had a, I had to slam on the brakes to write down turnover really margin. Am, really amazing thought. <laughs> it was 1993. <laughs> underrated. In the 90s. But, okay. This is this is like a scatterbrained one. You ready? Okay. What, I wrote down, this season is, is so exciting to digest for Nebraska football. And I wrote down a handful of reasons beyond just the fact that it's Nebraska football and we freaking love it, right? The first thing I wrote down was year four is a good enough amount of time for recruiting, strength and conditioning, and culture to start to show. Not saying it's completed and there and it's it's like, it, it's, it's a machine now. Yeah. But year four... Recruiting, strength and conditioning, and culture, like it, to me, all those things go from an excuse to not like do you do you still feel like you can use those things as like where they're still trying to strength and conditioning, they're still what they're still trying to instill their culture. Like, are we still like do you think when we're doing recap pods two months from now, we're gonna be playing those cards? Not like we used to. I think the because the reality is that we go, well. We know where they've missed, right? We mm-hmm. know where the misses have been. Um, but the things like, 
we're not big enough. We're not strong enough. We're not like those things. I think you, those must, you can't say that anymore. Right. right. It's more like, and you can't say, Oh, well, you know, it's going to take a while before we get disciplined. Like really? No. Like it, it's a matter of like, yeah, maybe we missed on some positions and we don't have the, the horses there, but things like, um, you know, penalties and, right. and turnovers and, and the things that like you can control more, those things are not going to be excused as easily this year. Well, and maybe that ties into the second thing I wrote down is this coaching staff and Frost, they know the issues. They know the issues. Now, once you know the issues, they should be addressed. Not saying they should be fixed. Not not saying that now that you know special teams needs to needs to get better. I'm not They're expecting special be teams to be yeah. the best in the country, but... You know, it's just like anything else. Like once you know, oh, I got to work on this, this, and this. The next time whoever's in charge of you checks in on those things, those areas should be addressed. Ne- so Nebraska fans are going to be looking for progress. Right. The word is progress. If they don't see progress and they see the same bad mistakes, you're going to see a lot of people looking around. But visibly isn't frustrated. You're but isn't that good though? Fans. Like, because you could make a case that Frost, when he showed up in 2018, he didn't know about certain th- problems, right? Yeah. Like he, like no one goes into a thing like, man, I know we are terrible at this, this, and this, but whatever. Like sometimes you think, as a coach, sometimes you don't know until you until you get out there and play a season and be like, man, I thought we were good enough here. We are not. Yeah. Or I thought. This what we did in practice to address this was enough. It is not. Yeah. So I also think it, that makes it fun that like the when think when this coaching staff started putting together practice plans and points of emphasis for spring ball and fall camp, like they know exactly what the yeah. problems have been. So I think that's exciting in the sense of like okay. If you know what the problems are, it's going to be fun to be able to kind of track the progress. Again, let me make sure it's abundant. I'm not expecting all of them to get fixed, like, immediately. You just want to see special teams not be the worst in the country. Right. Just don't be the worst in the country. Yeah. So I wrote, Frost knows the issues. The other thing I wrote down are two basic things. But, like, what makes this season fun is, I mean, you got a four-year starter at quarterback. That should eliminate a lot of any excuses of growing pains or whatever. You got to give this guy an opportunity to get comfortable within the offense. He doesn't know the reads or whatever. Like when you have a four year starter at quarterback, like it removes a lot of the, I don't want to call them excuses, but it removes a lot of the other, I guess they're kind of excuses that you can point to in inexperience. Maybe like you got, plenty of experience um uh, for me actually i feel like under kind of it's been an under the radar to, uh, talking point but the fact is adrian uh he's giving me more comfort than than he's giving me uh you know a reason to wiggle right i yeah. feel i feel pretty good about the fact that like you know He's never he hasn't lived up to maybe the hype that we thought he was going to be, but I also don't feel bad that that's my quarterback going into the season, right? right. Like I don't feel like I feel like man, it's like it could be a lot worse, right? This right. guy has some skills. He throws. He's got a good looking throw. 
Um, and he looks better than I think he's ever looked. Like from the way he moved in spring, I was like, he looks like a different guy. And right. so I have some, I'm, um, I'm decently optimistic about Adrian going into this year. I mean, I'm not getting, uh, me too. I'm not g- blowing it out of proportion here, but like, He's a four-year starter who's got enough talent, and he's he's in good shape. He seems in a good place mentally. Like, what's not to feel decent? The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Runza. Everybody that knows my athletic background, you know, I was a quarterback in high school. But, you know, I believe in establishing the run game. And even more than that, I believe in establishing the Runza game. That's an original Runza cheeseburger, some onion rings double-dipped in a homemade batter, little bit of a pop to top it off. You know, in football, you establish a run. But at lunch, you establish the Runza. It's just that simple. So get out to Runza today and establish the Runza game or check out the delicious salads. you got the chicken bacon ranch salad, sweet berry chicken salad, and my personal favorite, the Southwest chicken salad. you got to get out to Runza, establish a Runza game, or get a salad. Either way, you are going to leave satisfied Runza makes it all better. Right. Yeah, I thought Sip Sip made a great point on the radio. He was doing on Sportsman Iconic. He was filling in. And he was like, you know, the fan base does this weird thing. And it's and Martinez isn't the first one. But they do this thing where everybody will act like they don't believe in Martinez. But then the idea, like if Martinez were to go down for the season, they oh go, they're God. done. That's that's the that's what you know is like if Martinez I think there was an April Fools where like he transferred yeah, yeah. and I about fell out of yes. my chair I I you know well that that's I, that I was, was another point legitimately my heart went to my stomach and I went oh no we're we're toast but then all of a sudden it, it was a joke and I'm like we still got hope like, well that's the thing that's he, where he is to us. that's it's funny you said it he goes he goes you, everybody wants to say they don't think Adrian Martinez is very good but he goes if let's say in April or March. Adrian Martinez would have announced that he's entering the transfer portal. He goes, this state would have shut down. It would have completely shut down. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, what is it? Is the guy, you know, everybody wants to be like, oh, I don't know about Martinez, man. Well, okay. But then- we have we have a level of trust with him yeah. that's higher than you think. Right. So I would ask you this. How many of the Big Ten quarterbacks would you take over Martinez right now? I don't even know. I, mean, I have to go through. As I, I mean, like, okay, I'm thinking about the Iowa guy who's Petrus. No, and I'm not Tanner Morgan. Petrus. No, Minnesota. I don't think I would. I mean, whoever uh, Ohio State has, probably yes. Yeah, I would take. I just think I'd blindly say Ohio State starting quarterback. I will take. But Michigan's quarterback. I'm going. They don't necessarily have the answer right. Brandon now. Peters at Illinois. No, I don't think so. A guy named Noah Vedral at Rutgers. I mean, Martinez beat he's, him out. He's beat him out. He's fighting for a spot up there. Sean Clifford at Penn State. Clifford's eh. back again? Yeah. He's back. He got benched last year. I know. I mean, I'm looking at Michigan State's quarterback, Anthony Daniel LaRusso. Daniel LaRusso? Daniel LaRusso is back. Yeah. Michigan, no. Like, so, I mean, to your point, like, you just go through. That's I mean, the, you get to. That's you, the. Like, when you start, like, it's weird. Like, people are kind of like. They're, he stinks. It's like, okay, well. If you were to take him away is what tells you how you'd actually feel about him. I mean. Like, I, I think it's. Well, that's it. I mean, you look at, I mean, Graham Mertz at Wisconsin. He had a decent year. Sim, small sample size. But, like. But what's Mertz going to do here? I, you know what I mean? Like. 
I think Adrian's more mobile. So, so now everything's relative to the situation. You know, like when you're got 45 minutes to catch a flight and there's a Chick-fil-A or a Long John Silver's, Chick-fil-A looks pretty good. But you, you feel me? I like it. <laughs> Chick-fil-A! <laughs> yourself what makes you slam on the brakes in this world Bo? i need to start slamming the brakes uh, apparently Whether i'm you're riding you a bike or driving a car we should all be thinking and slamming brakes. do you have any sort of like i just need to get on my bike and just go oh when uh, i when walk you, go, uh, you just when i walk nick does that brain start rolling? so i usually i usually i'll, I'll find you know, i'll play play some music yeah and i mean I'm usually I walk for an hour to an hour and a half and like I will like the things I think about I'm like where did those It's great. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you the, I get the best ideas when I'm just when I'm out on my bike riding around. The other thing I wrote down was just a senior laden experience defense with the arrow trending up. Like that's exciting. Like yeah. they, they got better, the arrow is trending up. They got they returned nine starters. They're all it's not like they're returning nine guys that were freshmen a year ago. These are all older experienced dudes. Yeah. I mean when you think about like the, the reports that Henrich had a great spring, and you can couple Henrich with Reimer and Kovaleric. Kovaleric and, and like, I mean, I think Ty Robinson has a chance to have a pretty damn good year. I mean, what is, like, if is. We're, we're missing mean, a pass look, rusher. Look at, the, look at, look who's on the cover of this thing. Cam Juice. Cam Juice. That's a cool, like, let's be honest. Yeah, Cam, I mean, Cam's, Cam's our a guy. cool dude, man. To me, it's like it, the Cam, uh, Deontay Williams. And Dismuke, I mean, those guys, that right there is, you know, it's a veteran secondary. It's a veteran secondary. Which is like, I think once you got like a secondary, you really feel comfortable with for this defense because they probably have to blitz more. Um, that's big that we got the secondary because we don't have the pass rusher yet. So therefore, we got to probably blitz a little bit more. Let me, because I might have been podcasting this conversation. That's why it sparked it. I was listening to Sip and Josh Peterson talk about this, and Josh made the point, and I want to throw it at you, and you can, I think you'll make the point for me. He was like, you know, he was like, well, could you make the case, like, this group was only a top, you know, they, they weren't a top 30 defense, and the whole defense comes back. Why do we automatically assume, like, the whole thing, like, the good news is everybody's back. The bad news is everybody's back. Explain to people how much, like why experience makes a difference and why experience, like where specifically experience can make this group that wasn't a top 30 defense potentially become a top 30 defense. I always, to me, like going through this where, uh, you know, I played, I started for three years. Uh, I played a little bit as a redshirt freshman. I played all special teams and I ended up getting on the field as a redshirt freshman, just like yep. thrown out there, right? But as a redshirt freshman, Everything moves fast. You just barely know what you're doing on defense. And and just think every single year, everything slows down a little bit. You've seen more. You've had a thousand more reps. The next year you get a little, like you just get better. You get yes. stronger. And then the people you go against get younger and weaker. Right. And all of a sudden it gets easier because that you go, well, I've seen this. This looks like the play I saw last year that this happens. And, you know, like it just becomes an easier route to success because right. you've seen it before. You're stronger, you're bigger, you're faster. And like you just 
you know how the game is played. So those things all become easier uh, just over time. Right. And I think the the sometimes the most paralyzing thing is the element of the unknown. Yeah. And when that is kind of eliminated, like by the time you're a senior, Bo, like what really could have been thrown at you that you hadn't really seen? Not to say there's any formation or situation, but for the most part, nothing that's going to make you pee your pants. No, and you just like your confidence is up because right. you're stronger, uh, like you're bigger, and you you just you, know, like you see you see the um, see the angles, you see like what's going on, and you can anticipate more. Like I always believe, like the the more you know and the more um, experience you have, the the more you can anticipate. Okay. Versus react. Okay, you hold anticipate. on. That's a great... Because some people have wondered, okay, how is this team going to force more turnovers without finding an elite pass rusher? You're a perfect example of this because if you check the record books, you're all over it. I was doing this with Kenny Bell. I was trying to research his names. Like, Kenny was all... I mean, Kenny was a unbelievable in terms of his all the records that he set. But, like, yeah. you have a lot of records in terms of interceptions, pick sixes, all those things. And you, you had an, an anticipation it thing with you but some of it was maybe knowledge feel all that yeah. stuff like maybe a way to your point that this group creates more turnovers is through knowledge and knowledge allows you to play faster knowledge allows you to take more chances knowledge allows you to anticipate things where you can kind of run through a pass or yeah. you know what, right I, i'm gonna make a prediction here okay i don't know what our record's gonna be i don't know how good our defense is gonna be I will guarantee you we'll get more interceptions, uh, forced fumbles, uh, and turnovers from our secondary and our linebackers than we did last year. Right. I, I will put it out there right now. That's my prediction. Um, I mean, obviously, it was a, sh- a shortened season. We'll have well, but a few still, more games. Right. But I, I, I think it's going to be um, – I can't imagine these these guys in the secondary aren't because they didn't get that many interceptions last year. No. They really didn't, and our linebackers didn't have. I don't know if they had any. I I just think these guys this year are going to have a. Um, they're going to have the experience. They're going to have the wherewithal to be like, now is my time to make the what? plays. They're gonna they're gonna be able to anticipate a little bit more. They're gonna make more plays. Take me. So you had three pick sixes. Yes. Right. Maine, Nevada, Ball State. Uh, or Ma- Maine, Iowa, Iowa State. State, Ball State. Yeah. Um, what would you chalk though? Were those just like because you're you and you had like a feel, or was there like as you were trotting off the field, were you kind of like, man, I got that because I knew I saw something in film or. You, like you, you know what I'm getting at. Like, did you or did you just? Make, I mean, the answer can be like, I just had a feel for making the play. So I think sometimes it's just you make play. I don't know that. Uh, I mean, there's there's times you make plays, right? That you make plays because you're like, hey, I know what I'm doing, and that's right. why. I'm, like, there was a few that I was like, I've made that play because I freaking just I know what they were gonna run, and I just went to it, right? But like other plays are just like you have the. Uh, confidence and ability to make the play right. in the moment, right? When it, when the opportunity comes, can you make the play? Some guys can't. Some guys right. always miss. But if you're a person that has like the ability and the confidence, and um, 
there's an opportunity you got to make it. Right. Right. Well, I yeah, I mean, I guess this conversation, I never know. That's why I like talking to you because I never know that, like, I didn't think that I'd feel better about this this team's ability to get turnovers. But, like, it makes sense. Like, if you can't, you're telling me Cam, Cam Deontay, Dismuke, this is, like. Reimer, Henrich. Like, like those, those guys, I, I can't imagine them uh, not making more plays than they did. Because last year, we just didn't take the ball away that no. much. We just really didn't. We played pretty, like pretty solid defense right but we didn't take the ball away now this is the next step for these guys right and a way and a way to do that outside of sue pressuring you instantly when the ball snap is feel yeah anticipation knowledge experience yeah it helps you know to play it will help those guys if the defensive line can put pressure to force bad throws and things but in the end i think just from experience, they should have more success. The other thing I did, and I was going to save this uh, topic for you, but I needed content because this time of year can be tough, so I ended up doing it for a solo pod. Yeah. Something I used to always do was I, I would, when I was in radio, I would take Nebraska's schedule and I'd rank the games easiest game to hardest mm-hmm. game. I got a little bit of pushback from whether emailers or even my, my nephew Bodie was like, I disagree that this game's like we were at the at our lake house talking about it. It was great. I put at Oklahoma as the toughest game on the schedule. That was where my mind went. Do, do, so the question, like, I was going to ask you, I put at Oklahoma as the toughest game. Is Ohio State at home a tougher game than that? Or do you still think it's oh, – I still think it's at Oklahoma. I think at Oklahoma. I think Ohio at Ohio State's two. Okay. Do you want me to just give so yeah go down? You want me to go down? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna go from easiest to hardest. Ready? Yep. Easiest. Fordham. Yep. Buffalo. Yep. Probably. Purdue at home. Keep going. I want to see where we go from there. I, I just I'm, I'm no no. Trust to, me. Well, the thing that's crazy. That's the thing that's crazy about this exercise is all of a sudden, boom! It's a fucking you're conference right, game. Right you know what I mean? 10. Like Gosh. you're right in the Big Ten. You're like wow. So it feels disrespectful and crazy to put like Purdue, but. Okay, but let me keep going. That means you're thinking Illinois is better than Purdue. So, yeah, keep going. I have at Michigan State. Okay. Then I have at Illinois. Do we have any home games? (laughs) (laughs) Fordham, Buffalo, Purdue. I have three home games. Those are all home. Those are the easiest. Okay. Okay. Then at Michigan State, at Illinois. Then I put at Minnesota. God, Minnesota's already there. Okay, keep going. And then I have Northwestern at home. So would you think is Northwestern at home, who won the division last year, pushed Ohio State? You can poo-poo them if you want, but like now they lose a decent amount. They lose their – Patty Fisher, their good linebacker's gone. Would you say – I would switch with Minnesota just because I think Minnesota and Northwestern have both played us tough. Um, and one's on the road and one's at home? One's at the road and one's at home. So I gave a little too much respect for Northwestern and what they had done a year ago. I struggle yes. with that one. I think I think they had some. I mean, they had a couple guys go in the first couple rounds of the of the um, the draft. NFL draft, which is unique for them. And like guys like Patty Fisher and stuff, like those guys were a bigger part of that that success than I think we give credit. So I think do you Northwestern? They seem to so do you'd that. So you flip flop though. You'd flip flop Minnesota Northwestern. But I would. What about what about Purdue at Michigan State at Illinois? Do you like my order? I'm fine there. I'm fine. The fine. reason I put Illinois at Illinois is tougher than at Michigan State is because it's the first game of the season. Yeah. So first road game. Yep. Now there's a variety. I mean, they beat Nebraska last year. Bielema's the new coach, but like. 
a Michigan State. I have no feel for what Michigan. They beat Michigan last year, and then they sucked some. They, I mean, they were, yeah, they were all over the place. So I, I don't have a feel for them right now. Okay, this is where it gets crazy. Is so for the next, then I have Michigan at home, and then Iowa at home. I had the Iowa game at home harder than the Michigan game at home. Do you agree or disagree with that? Um, I think we struggle more with elite talent and Michigan is elite talent. So Iowa, would you flip those? I would flip those because Iowa, we've played damn close. We played Michigan. They kicked our ass. But Iowa, if you, you know, what's weird is if you really think about the, the three Iowa games under frost, they could have won all three. They pissed them away is what they did. And and Iowa doesn't have like, I don't know. I like their run. I think Goodson, I think their running back's a good player. I think they've got good receivers. I think they got too. good receivers. I think, uh, I don't think the quarterback's very good. Um, I mean, Golston was a good DN for them that they lost for Iowa. But I, I struggle with that one. I, I struggle with the Michigan. I struggle with at Minnesota and Northwestern, and then I struggle with Michigan and Iowa. I I think for us, I don't know. I, I, it's to maybe me, I projected the division thing and being like, this is a more important game, and some reason that like it's more important. Yeah. But I I would say for us, I that think we 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 struggled historically with the teams that are like, hey, guess what? We got all these five star guys. Yeah, it shows up against us maybe more than like. Northwestern Michigan does like I don't know what it is about us that like right I think we like we have maybe more physical talent than like I don't know I, I think we we've struggled against I can understand teams. that I, I I think Michigan's a hard team to get a feel for right now yeah. but uh and then I had at Wisconsin Ohio State and at Oklahoma as the three hardest games would you agree I would agree those are the three toughest yes Okay, so but I mean, I think I think for the most part, other than other than the middle part, so you would have Minnesota Northwestern in terms of easiest to hardest. You would have Minnesota, Northwestern at Minnesota, Iowa, Michigan. Yes, that. So I can, really, we're 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 Minnesota we're and Michigan are our two flips between us, and it's I mean, we don't know what they but, are, but. But I do think because some people are like you really think Oklahoma. I'm like, listen, Oklahoma's going to be preseason top five team. It's the it's it's a road game and there's no familiarity there. Like at least you'd seen Ohio State. Like you haven't seen Oklahoma and they have. I mean, Spencer Rattler's a really good quarterback. Like yeah. they're they're going to have they have a more veteran quarterback. That's the thing. It's like the more veteran quarterback. I mean, they're top three or five, right? Like, yeah. That's that's on the road. It's it's a tougher game into me. But Early a, in the season for us too. I mean, I always think this this exercise though is like, I've done this in years where I'm like, man, this schedule is not as hard as you think it is. And but then like, this is crazy when you get past Fordham and Buffalo. It's like you're putting Purdue at home. Yeah, and I don't. Here's what's weird: teams like Ohio State and and Oklahoma. I think you want to play them smack dab in like the eighth game of the year. That's when you right. want to play them. When they're a little worn down, you don't want to play them the first major game of the year or the last game of the year. Right. Because those are the those are the most talented teams, and when the most talented teams get up are those games. You right. want those guys when they're like, ah, well, oh, man, this is like eight games <laughs> in. I'm ready for my, like, bye week. That's You want them the week before the bye week. That's when I would want 
Ohio State. Oklahoma. And here's the scary thing about Oklahoma. So their first two games of the season Meatloaf are nothing State. burgers. Yeah. It's, Meatloaf it's State. at Tulane. Now, how that game's going. But they're at Tulane, then they have Western Carolina. So they are going – all of a sudden, here comes the first real squad. They're, they're, Oklahoma's going to be so fucking juiced up yeah. for that game. Yeah, they will. Game <sighs> of the century, man. That game is – 50th anniversary. I still think, like, do you subscribe to the school of thought? You've, I've heard some people throw out there, like, just this Illinois game, how important it is. Like, Sip has acted like, at times, like, he feels like that game's going to shape the whole year. Like, if, if they go lose at Illinois, things could get real treacherous. But if they go win that game, things could, like, do you feel like... It's it's basically... To go into Oklahoma 3-0, and I think, sets such a different tone than if we... Because it's right. gonna be a hard game to win. So like, but if, if you're three and zero and you got a road win at, not say Illinois is a will, but like you went on the road, won a conference game, like it would. You kind of go swing away. Not say you're playing with house money there, but like the I, I, here's the thing is like it, it puts us in a tougher place for the rest of the. It really does. It's sad that it feels like it's that important, but man, it feels like it's important. Yeah, brutal, but. Okay, I wanted to bounce that off you because I wasn't sure what uh, what you thought. Two more things, I'll let you go. This name, image, likeness stuff, we've talked about it a ton, but I saw someone put it neatly. I think we both agree, like, I'm for it, like, I guess, you know, like, I think it's hard to argue from a what's fair and what's right standpoint, like, to deny someone the right to, like, make money off themselves just feels, like, yeah. wrong, and... It also is like it's hard to call it amateur when yeah. you know coaches are making five, ten million dollars, media rights are going for a billion dollars. It's hard to call it amateur. I think I, I saw this special on Vice with uh, Jeremy Bloom. Did you play against Jeremy Bloom? He was out right before I was there. Okay. I think yeah. But he was like the host of it, and he was interviewing a bunch of people. And he interviewed Arian Foster, and Arian Foster is like, "Here's the thing: if I'm amateur, then my coach is amateur. Yeah. So why is he making?" Five million, and I'm making. It doesn't make so it doesn't make any sense. But I think we both like. I think you're with me in like, for those people that have been pushing for this revolution in college sports, they better have answers for the thousands of questions they've created now. Mm -hmm. Because I just don't know. Like you're telling me, it's just open season. Like, have at it. Go ahead. The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that – has been optimized for your climate. They got triple pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. I, my our whole thing was like I know we always said this is like I really believe it's like it could be a moment of like over you know people get you know gung ho with what they think's possible 
and then it will level out like the whole like people are going to pay these people millions of like no they won't no, they because won't. They'll pay some recruit to come and he'll flame out and they'll go, that was the worst million dollars I've ever right, spent. Right. And they'll never do it again. So right. uh, there could be a um, a moment of excess. I think those things will level out and then there'll be sort of a market and the market will be like, really good players make 150000 a year-ish. Some make more, some make less, but most people make fucking Sorry, thirty thousand no, dollars. Right. Yeah. yeah, sorry. No, I no. always apologize when I use you do bad not need language. to apologize for that. But no, I, so you and I are in lockstep. I think we greatly. Now, I think the first couple of years we could see a you know a flooding of the market. But like, I think, I think we over exaggerate how much money these guys are actually going to make. I, because you got to ask yourself if you're the business owner. Are you happy losing money, like lots of money every year, to sponsor some kid that you don't know if they're going to play well or not? Like, it's like just who on this year's team do you think really has any? Like Adrian Martinez, Cam Taylor, Britt, Ben Stilley. May I mean who's paying Ben Stilley fifty thousand dollars? Nobody. I mean, like you so, might get like you, the the car dealership might say, like here's a thousand bucks. But that's not a million dollars. Like, right. you understand, a thousand bucks is chump change, right? Right. Like, big time advertising deals are, are hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars with these pro athletes. Like, they're not going to get that. I don't think they are either. The top I, guy, if you're Trevor Lawrence, you get it. Right. Or you're uh, Doug McDermott his senior year. He you're got Luca it. Garza at Iowa last year. You're Zion at Duke. You got it. Those guys are getting paid. You know, Jojo Doman's getting 5000 bucks. Yeah. Great like, job. Right. Like, Which is, you know, I mean, listen, that's fine. You know. Take it. You take deserve it. it. I mean, shit, $5,000 when you're 22 years old is like, you might as well be like the richest guy in the world, you know? When I was in college, you were living off of your, you know, your scholarship check. And like, when you got it, you were like, that's like, you know, 800 bucks seemed like, oh my God, that's oh, a lot. We would work camps in the summer for basketball and get, you know, a couple hundred bucks or like. You'd work two or three can like when I'd work the call I'd I'd work the College World Series yeah for ESPN basically being a little like you know a uh, runt you know like hey go take go the trash it. out go clean the bases with like a brush go to the, and I would make like for two weeks of work I'd make like almost two thousand dollars seemed like it. and you would have th I mean I was like I am set for life yeah and and that's and that's the part where I actually think like as a college kid like if you Okay, like I remember, like you know, they sold a decent amount of my jerseys yeah. my senior year, and like let's say I made five or ten grand off of it, I'm living large for college, right? right. Like I that'd be amazing. Um, so I think that's that's what you get, right? And and the guys that really, you know, the Eric Crouches, you know, Eric, they're Crouch, gonna get a lot of money. You win the Heisman, you're having a Heisman and season. I mean, you that's know what? Fun. Maybe you make two hundred fifty thousand, half a million bucks, right? But you deserve it because you know how you much money, the, right? You won the Heisman, yeah. you brought in a couple extra million dollars. Right. Like you deserve your cut for do, doing that work. Do you think uh, people will have a hard time in the locker room if they know, uh, like, if in the locker room, Cam Taylor Britt's making a hundred thousand dollars? Do you think? This smoke and you know they're all feeling some type of way about that. Or Samari Torre is making seventy five grand, but Omar Manning's making a hundred five hundred bucks. Like, do you think there could be? Because some people have thrown that out there. Like, uh, I, there'll be some of that. 
Uh, but just think about the NFL. It's like, are you mad at Tom Brady for making twenty million? Like, you're not really mad at him. Well, that yeah. But here's here's what happens, right? There's going to be way more. Like, well, I got to get mine, right? Yeah. So there'll be more dancing. There'll be more social media tweeting. Everything's going to. There'll be-, be more like, look at me promote myself because. The more eyeballs you can get on you, the more money you can make, right? right? So these guys are going to be pumping themselves up when they get the opportunity. So a lot, I mean, like celebrations, like if they were to, if they could measure celebrations, (laughs) I'm telling you, watch that next Well, I just think like you've seen it now, like people will, I think on the Big Red Blitz tour, I don't know if Frost asked it or someone basically asked all the fans, hey, go follow follow our players on social media. I think it was Travis Fisher. Maybe it was Travis. Like, go follow all of our it players. Makes on, a, it makes, it a, makes difference. a huge difference. Because you talk, like, guys like Blake Lawrence, who you know, his company Open Doors, like, that's their whole thing, is monetizing athletes' social media platforms into making money. I'll tell you what, like if you're listening to this and you're a Nebraska fan and you are on social you want media, it, right. follow every, every one of our players follow every recruit that is right. trying to go here that we like, it's a big time recruit that like you could sort of see the stamp of approval. Like that guy's actually good. Like if Nebraska is messaging them, the fans are in, in liking Like we live in a world where that matters now. I mean, I, I as a recruit, I, I think that's stupid, but like, it matters. I yes. would encourage people to do it because it will. We could separate ourselves as a as a school if, for some reasons, like well, the irrational Nebraska fans are so good that they bring in recruits. Well, that that's the thing too. It's like I think this is actually gonna. I think this is gonna help a place like Nebraska. How could it not? I mean, that's be- why we should be leaders in it. Well, because like you know, um, and maybe this doesn't. I'm trying to think of the right. Like, no matter what. In Los Angeles, USC's tight end is just not as big a deal as Anthony Davis. No. And in Illinois, uh, Northwestern or Illinois' defensive backs or wide receivers are just not as big a deal as the Bears' running back or the Cubs' shortstop or the Bulls' center. Like the the fact yeah. that like in a place like Nebraska, like the NFL quarterback is Adrian uh, Martinez. Uh, uh, to me, it's like I would love to see other states. Um, I bet you Alabama would probably compare to us. That like the grand if you go to Grand Island, it's like how, the car dealership there will pay Adrian Martinez five thousand bucks to to right to just put his stamp on like. They'll be, that's what we'll have. That, like, you go to, you know, freaking Northwestern. It's like, how many Northwestern uh, people in Chicago are really actually care like, about this are willing about to what? dish out you for yeah. the, you know, Patty Fisher? Like, right. just not near the volume or the passion there um, in the willingness. Because even in to, like the state of Ohio and the city of Cleveland, you can try to tug at those heartstrings, but it's like they're more into some of those people are more into Baker Mayfield, and they're yeah. more into you know the Cleveland Cavaliers or the Cleveland Indians or yeah. whatever. They just are. Yeah. So we're a one we're a one uh, a shop town here, and it's like it's gonna make a difference. I think it, it plays is, to us, but it is advantage. crazy to think that like that in the recruiting process, and then even for people that transfer, they after say this year Thomas Fedoni be like, hey man. Uh, Oklahoma State is telling me that I'm gonna make a hundred grand if I go on my name, image, and likeness to go there. So I'm gonna go there. Yeah. 
or a recruit said, like, well, Nebraska's telling me I'm going to make 40, but Auburn's saying I'm going to make 70. So then, it, so then it's like, well, then what are we – like, then, then all of a sudden you're in this place where it's like, you know what that's called? That's called professional sports pretty it's professional. much. I mean, here, you know what I mean? Like, here, that's kind of where we can we can dress it up how we want. Yeah, but that's what like when when people when recruits final decisions, one of the things they're thinking about is money attached. Let's so, just call it like it is. Like so, so the 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 big. The, I remember the hubbub when this first came out was like the T Boone Pickens of the world. Right. Let's say there's a Phil silicon. Knight. Yeah. yeah, the Silicon Valley like. Uh, I made a billion dollars off of, uh, right. You know, uh, Apple. Cause yeah. I, you know, it's like, and those guys decide to rationally, like I'm going to spend $50 million on the best player. Like that's always been the worry, but like, I, I just one, I just don't see anybody spending that kind of money. I don't either. NFL owners don't do that. Um, but the, the reality is if somebody would, it'd be kind of the grand experiment. Like if somebody was willing to be like, I'm willing to lose $50 million cause I love sports. Well, like that, because you're losing I've, for them. You got to remember, they're it's not an investment; it's a loss. It's a loss, and that's that's the part that people don't understand. They're not getting anything back other than like some bizarre enjoyment out of well, it. Well, here's one thing I thought about: the team that like could why wouldn't Phil Knight at Oregon with Nike not just just basically take a portion of their advertising budget that they use for endorsements for. And just put it into a fund and say, between the Oregon football team and the Oregon men's basketball team, here is, pick a number, five million bucks, let's go, or a, hey. uh, what, uh, like, under, which is a drop in the bucket to them. Yeah. And say, this is the pool of money for endorsements for Oregon athletes. And then here, but here's where it's maybe not a loss is, if you get enough good players because of that, then Oregon, that's the thing that the dealership and they'll like, they don't get like, yeah. So they spend a million dollars on so-and-so like, it's not like a Nike, reoccurring Nike thing. Nike can get that like, later when they turn when pro and they sign with Nike. Or they get it because they start winning championships. Yeah. That, that's the part where I think like Oregon's got a, Crazy. I think Oregon's I think got a huge Ma- advantage. Maryland and Under Armour, they have that thing where Under Armour's kind of like semi-struggling to f- compete against the Nikes and the Adidas. And it's like this might be their thing. We're like, let's just go gung ho. I don't know if I if I'm the, if I you pay a million dollars to the best twenty-two players in the country every year, and you say, okay, is it worth twenty-two million dollars a year to just make Under Armour this like? behemoth thing in college football. Why wouldn't under if you're under armor, why not go to why not go to Maryland basketball and just say, here's two million bucks. Well I don't think they can't go through the school. They have to it has to be outside of the school. But there are ways for that to be I mean you just say you know what I mean? Like can't you just do it like can't you just say like if you're Mark Turgeon at Maryland, say like you come here that guy over there yes. is when you get here, we're gonna put you in contact. Now, maybe all this is violation, but like how is like who's monitor like I just feel like all these things are like There's a way that say like because this or that can sponsor you or use your and they can pay you what they want. And if it comes through under armor through something, it's like it's tell me it's like it's hard to, to hard tr- to you could there's ways around it, I'm sure, but to me it's like that is what 
you know, if you're Under Armour or Nike, like you have, it's a moment it's a where like, you're telling me they're not like, oh my gosh, we got to do something here. Cause you're already paying, you know, certain schools and amount of a certain, you know, Adidas pays Nebraska X amount of money to be a lot Adidas, of money, you know? So like there, there are ways to, I've even thought like some of these don't, whatever, whatever money was raised for this $155 million facility at Nebraska. Yeah. Various businesses that uh, owners that, Raised a hundred and fifty-five million dollar facility. The Howard Hawks of the world, right? Like, right. Okay, maybe next time they're thinking about doing that, like twenty goes to. Just why don't twenty player. goes to football? Why doesn't Howard Hawks, whoever, 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 get together with their businesses and say, okay, like you, you know what I mean? Like, but this is where we're. Well, I think these here, are the here, things I'm thinking about. Here's like, the hard part: is I think those donations can be tax deductible where if this doesn't if you spend them on buying off players i think they go we can't write that off can we like then it's a loss and then it goes it is but i think i think if all the people got to get i just think there's a way these are the things i'm thinking about i don't have all this like i'm just talking out loud after a full bottle of wine here like trying to like these are the things that like again like i started it's like I hope the people that have been calling for the Jay Billises of the world, yeah. who I love, I mean, I love Jay, but like, who have been calling for this revolution. Like, you just open Pandora's box. Yeah, and I haven't I haven't read the details of what they're going to allow or not allow. I, I just haven't know either. name, image, likeness, they can get paid outside. And what you, is that going to And, like? and there's going to be some Wild Westness to the start of it that I, I think... I, I, I'm excited. I actually... It will be a fun experiment. I hope it normalizes and it's no big deal because I don't want it to ruin the game. I don't either. But it, it's kind of it, it might be fun for the first year to be like, see what what's happening. Ha- right. Somebody's gonna get paid a million bucks, and that will be the fun. Be like, look what happened. What happened yeah. here, you know? But the combination of the name, image, likeness, the one free transfer, like all coming in ahead, it's gonna make things for make for an interesting, uh, a very very interesting couple of years here. Okay. Uh, Last thing, real quick. I don't know if you and, I, you and I have ever really talked about this. What's your ideal college football playoff number? Because you hear that the committee has proposed moving to 12, having buys for the top four seeds. Do um, you have I, – I think – I mean, I always thought eight was a good number. That was my but number. Ne- for Nebraska, 12. Eight would be probably the best watchable. 12 gets Nebraska. Okay. Nebraska needs that to get in. Like, I right. think they can get in if they're 12. Did you kind of feel like – the whole time when it was at four, I kind of felt like it was just always going to be a long shot for them to be able to get into the playoff. Then they 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 have to truly win and go. They have to run the table yeah. and win the Big Ten title. Now and, that now they can win the West, have a great year, get in it. You know, you could go. They could go. They go ten. They, and two. they could go eleven and eleven and one, ten and two, and get in, and maybe 12. get in. Yeah, you can win the West. Go ten and two and have a good season. Lose to Ohio State and Michigan or something and get in. Yeah, and so I, do do you think? I've heard some people question like playing sixteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen games. How do you feel about that? It's too much. Like, do you feel like that should be? Because some people have talked about how that like. It's ridiculous that they're going to make these kids play 15, 16, 17 games. Like, it is. I mean, it's ridiculous. Right. It's just, I, I mean, that's where it's like, 
if there's a reason to pay them, it's like, well, you're beating the crap out of their body. Right. I mean, it's 16, right. 17. I mean, it's an NFL season. Like, and that's too long. I mean, I just think it's, it's a lot, but you know what? Like that's maybe why they should be getting the, the, the people that are going to get paid are probably the people that are going to be in, in this, right. in these games. I mean, if you play for Marshall, like, I don't know what you're getting paid, but not much. Well, and the thing that, you know, some people said, you know, the people that are anti, I just feel like, I feel like a lot of college football people have Stockholm syndrome with how horrible college football's postseason and crowning of a champion really has been forever. Yeah, like we used to have a poll. Like sometimes I think about, remember F- Scott Frost's impassioned speech after the orange bowl in 97, Yeah, like f- he's politicking the for the national championship. There used to be three national champions. Think about that. Yeah. Th- think about like the two final four games happen. And after the game, Jalen Suggs bank shot. He, tur- he has to come out and be like, I think we're the, na- I think we should be the ones we deserve it. Not like, the other people that didn't win the championship. Like, imagine playing a game that you don't even know if, like, is this the national championship or is it not? It's only the national championship if this team wins. If this team loses, then it's not the Like, I just don't think, for a while we had a computer formula spit it out. Like, I just, I don't think people have understood how terrible the way college football has crowned a champion has been for forever. Yeah, it sort of evolved um, strangely from a place where it was just like... You wonder how, like, they never just said, like, here's how we do it in 1950. Right. From now on, it's a tournament. Because everything else is always a tournament that but declares yeah, a winner. Because because some people say, well, you know, I mean, you you think, you really think Cincinnati's going to beat Clemson? I mean, no. I don't, like, if those two teams play, yeah. who am I betting on? I'm betting on Clemson. But, like, it could happen. It'd be fun to watch. It'd be fun to watch. And, like, you, I mean, it could happen. That's a part well, of it. Well, every, you think every one seat in the NCAA tournament that's ever lost or two seat, it's like, like that's what's so fun about right. it. Is it like it could happen? Yeah. Oral yeah. Roberts, fifteen seed, beat Ohio State this year. UMBC, sixteen seed, beat Virginia one seed. I was courtside for it. I watched it. Like you don't know the Boise State beat Oklahoma. Central Florida beat Auburn. Uh, Those are the you best. Think, games. Did you think? In 2007, when the New England Patriots were undefeated, did you think the New York Giants were going to win? Already beaten? Like no, no. Not. But guess what? They played the game, and now those are the best games of all time. Right. So I just don't. These people are like you. Oh, it's like okay. So just because a team would be, we think they'd win, that advances them to. I just don't get it. But so I'm excited. Eventually, that we're gonna we're gonna expand to. I'm I'm cool with twelve. That's fine. I like you said. I think it's best for Nebraska. I've always felt like eight feels like the best number for it. Yeah. But I'm good with uh, I'm good with twelve. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, man. You uh, we screw- we slammed on the brakes numerous times in this one hour podcast, and I appreciate you uh, reacting to my to my takes here. I mean, I'm at the point where like I either need to crack another bottle of wine or I need to go to bed. I don't know what we need to do. I'm basically with you. Okay, so, so let's we're gonna turn off the mics. We'll figure that out. Should we hit the brakes? Let's hit it. <laughs> All right, my thanks to Pella. If you're thinking about a new window or a new door, now is the time. Check them out online on the web at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And uh, my thanks to my good friends at Runza. Best fries on the planet. Great burgers. Cheese Runza. Delicious. The food is simply fantastic. Runza makes it all better. A Huda Media Production.